Welcome to the Drive Time News Blast. 30 minutes, 45 for patrons, jam-packed with news of the day from a perspective of truth, liberty, and justice. This is Monica Perez. And I'm Brad Binkley. Our top story today, straight out of the Wall Street Journal, headline says, Lockdowns Curb Southern Hemisphere Flu. And I have to say, I did expect the Southern Hemisphere to have a COVID surge during this period because this is their season for the flu. And for our coronavirus, whatever, to recede, it isn't following that script exactly, which is why my summer plans went kerplooey because I just couldn't have imagined it unfolding this way. But there was one thing that I anticipated or wondered by the tenets of the infectious disease theory, germ theory, if nobody's transmitting these things and they tend towards, if they don't morph, tend towards being suited to a particular host, a human host, if you shut everyone down and everyone is isolated, shouldn't viruses just die? Shouldn't diseases eradicate themselves because there's no host to transmit, 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 transmit? And I don't know if we're on the road to that, but in the Southern Hemisphere, they are reporting a an absolute plummeting in the number of seasonal flu cases because it's flu season down there. So I will give you the most uh, shocking example. Australia registered in the first two weeks of June only 85 new lab-confirmed influenza cases compared with 22,000 for the same period last year. So it basically went to nothing. Now, there are a couple of possibilities there. One is that they are, they are test, not, people aren't going in to get tested for the flu. So if they're not running any flu tests, you're not going to have any lab confirmed flu tests. Mm-hmm. They could be taking flu people and saying they have COVID. Yeah, They could just be testing people for COVID or they could be getting false positives on COVID for really the flu because that test is so inaccurate. But I will say, I think this kind of stuff, which I expected from the beginning, which amazingly, the Western Hemisphere arm of the World Health Organization, the deputy director of that said, that this decline of other respiratory viruses surprised me, surprised this person. It didn't surprise me at all. It surprised me either. Of course not. It didn't surprise anybody who listens to the show or thinks. So that's ridiculous. But, or at least that person should be fired immediately. And, but what I think might be happening is, even though this was true and anticipated, it could be setting us up for an interpretation of the plummeting death rate that I think we're going to see. For this reason, I think that we are going to have a plummeting death rate because for whatever reason, uh, it doesn't have to be strictly germ theory, but communication among people, physical communication uh, or exposure to workplace toxins or whatever it is, more radiation, I don't know, whatever it is, chemtrails for all I know, that is reducing the rate of disease in the population overall is one factor. The fact that iatrogenic disease or medical system, healthcare system generated diseases are at least 25% of all disease. So if you have people not going to the hospital, you're going to reduce disease by 25% just off the top. Yeah. 
And then if you're accelerating the other 75% with genuine illnesses and comorbidities, if you're accelerating that into that period where it was spiking like in April, I would expect all of that to have a big old crash beyond a regression to the mean, which means that the first half of the year plus the second half of the year would average out the same as the whole year of 2019 because you just pushed it around. It might even actually genuinely be less, but here they are setting up a narrative that would explain that in a way that doesn't point to the fact that they simply may have accelerated deaths from the comorbidities by changed policies, especially in New York. So you're saying that they're providing a justification for when someone says, but the death numbers are the same as last year or they're lower than last year. Yet they're saying all these coronavirus deaths happens and they'll respond. with, Yeah, but the reason for that is because the flu is gone. The flu went to zero, right? So now they're saying that the mortality rate of COVID is roughly, so yesterday I told you that it was a half a percent probably, half a percent of the infectious people. So then today in a totally unrelated article, something I had seen bandied about before was not a surprise to me, but it did come up again, which was a little bit of a surprise because these narratives change. They pick and choose. That, it, that the CDC estimates up to 10 times as many people have actually been infected. Now, that would push your mortality rate down to 0.05%, which is less than the flu. So they could arguably say we have completely eradicated death by flu. And for me, that means if it's everywhere, if it's 10 times as infectious and one-tenth as fatal, it's just a flu or a cold, like we thought all along, and why shut everything down? To which they could answer, we should have been doing this a long time ago. Human beings are bad for each other. You know what I'm saying? Like, you could go anywhere with this. They are the masters of making lemonade, the masters of making every... Every possible fact set, a narrative that suits them, Saul Alinsky style. Yeah. And if the flu ever comes back, they can just unleash the coronavirus to take care of it again, because now they know a weapon to stop the flu. Well, certainly economic devastation will distract like icy hot you know icy hot is not a medicine you have muscle pain you put icy hot on it it's not a medicine it's a distraction it makes your skin burn yes it doesn't do anything there's no painkiller at all it's an irritant i think it's icy hot that's that is that then you put it on and it gets your mind off your pain because you're focused on the weird tingling that's what they say navy seals do if you're in pain if something happened to you they punch you that's what I was going to say. It could just be yeah. a punch in the face. <laughs> they just fucking punch you. Sore knee, That's what, get a punch Jim's, in the face. Jim Carrey was saying when he was the Grinch, the eyeballs hurt so much. The like contact sets where that they brought a Navy SEAL in for him to teach him how to deal with pain management to endure discomfort for a long period of time. Yeah. And he said uh, that the, one of the things the guy told him was just punch yourself. <laughs> cause pain elsewhere it is an effective strategy for at least temporarily alleviating the other oh yeah i mean i do it (laughs) so (laughs) it does work anyway there's more covid stuff what you got well on the covid front anna camp an actress she posted an instagram post a message yesterday saying that she contacted covid19 after not wearing a mask in public one time she said i was incredibly safe i wore a mask i used hand sanitizer one time when the world was starting to open up i decided to forego wearing my mask in public one time 
And I ended up getting it, Camp wrote. I believe it may have been because of that one time. And then she went on to discuss what her symptoms were like. And I found that interesting because the day before that, a friend of mine said that a friend of his had gotten COVID. I tested positive and asked where he got it or how he thought he had gotten it. He said that he hadn't worn a mask one time and he believes he might have caught it then. This rationale being put out there is irrational. There is no rationale to this irrational argument that if you step outside at all without a mask on, you're suddenly going to be overwhelmed unless there's some sort of mystery strain that is mutated that they aren't telling us about. Well, I think it was J.J. Boogie who said, tweeted just recently, this focus on masks doesn't really make sense in place of, which is what it is, to hand washing. Yeah, that I was thinking about that too. Why aren't they telling people to wash their hands the way they're pushing the mask thing? They're not talking about that. They're talking about that very, very little and occasionally, but that to me seems like the thing that is actually important. And I noticed if you ever <clears throat> have to sneeze or cough or anything, in God a forbid mask, you do that in public. You're you're dead. And you, but you 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 really don't. As soon as I realized I had a mask on, I didn't even cover my face. What are you going to do? It seems silly to cover your face to yeah, that's a good point. A cough. But then you read the stuff about the N95 where the coughing, it actually turns it into a focused projectile in those things. So you're better off coughing oh, into yeah. your elbow. Targeted. We all had good habits of hygiene and these microbes are everywhere and we're used to them. But yada, yada. I meant to Keep, tell you yesterday, I forgot this part of Trump's press conference, not the one yesterday, but the one the day before yesterday where it was bizarro world Trump who sounded like Fauci. I'm serious. I felt like Trump was going to get up and take a knee at the end of that press conference, the way he was spouting all the talking points. But when he was talking about his mask and someone said, why don't you wear it more? And he was saying, I do wear it all the time. And he gave all the situations. He actually had the mask in his pocket and pulled it out and showed it to everybody. I have it right here. Take it everywhere I go with me. And I, all I can think of is how dirty is oh his pocket? The pocket's no. got to be filthy. He is a notorious germophobe. Do you think, did you see him put the pocket mask on his face? He didn't put it I on his face. I bet he doesn't like to wear the effing mask because he knows it's disgusting. Yeah. He's a germophobe from way, way back. That's why I didn't believe the dossier story about the pee. And, right. And him going up prostitutes. I never believed any of that stuff. And I always said exactly why. He's a cheapskate and a germaphobe. And that is not your typical John. And people are buying these similar masks, these cloth masks, these bandana-like masks. And I see kids wearing them. And I see kids wearing them on their wrist and having them That's in their pockets and dropping them on the ground and bumping them yeah. up against the door when they walk by it. Uh, sweaty outside playing. This is not a clean thing that's going on their face. This is an unwashed piece of fabric that is getting filthy throughout the day and then going and on their face. And it's litter. I see them everywhere. My sister's an elementary school teacher and she said... She said that from the beginning. She said, you make those kids wear wet masks. They're going to be on the floor. They're going to be stepped on. They're going to be fighting over them. And most of all, they are going to be covered in snot. Absolutely. And kid, <laughs> kids will absolutely use it, use it for that purpose. So the mask thing, though, there were a couple of... I, I, I thought it was interesting how it's getting unrolled. So in California, which I have been... It was... Set, I mean, really, did I <laughs> pick a bad time to yeah. go to California? 
I came here basically as soon as I got here. I, I went to Riverside County, which was the first county in the country to mandate mask wearing. And it's been basically mandated. I mean, this place has been completely shut down for four months. I mean, completely shut down. Yeah. So here it's a mandate and nobody cares because everybody believes in the government and they they think that I'm. It's like the time that I told that little girl that I was playing in the sandbox with her and my other kids. And and she's a little, little girl. And we were getting along great. And she said, I said something like, do you always talk to strangers? And she said, no, I never talk to strangers. I said, well, I'm a stranger. And she ran screaming away. I remember that story. She just ran screaming. I felt so bad. And my kids were just like, mom, you always scare the little kids. That's hilarious. Like, not, I don't scare all the little kids. The ones that have a little something extra, they like me. <laughs> you know? Yeah. But, brave but when I... But I walk around and I, if I don't have a mask or like when the handyman came today and I said, hey, I hope you excuse me for not wearing a mask in my own home. I'm not sick, just so you know. They look at me like that little girl looked at me like, oh, you're one of those he people. He probably my called mother, the CDC on you when he my, left. My mother warned me about you. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. that's how I feel. My mother yeah, warned me right. about you. And they look at me like, I thought you were a nice lady. And now I find this out about you. And they don't know what to think because they have to question their own judgment because I am a nice lady. And then they just don't really. And I seem rational. And they just don't know what to do with that. So there's a big sense of fear here. So even if it weren't mandated, mm. mandated there is that underlying panic and and. And the rest of the country, you were saying that you're seeing that the stores themselves are mandating it. And I wonder if that's policy nudging, such as liability insulation or even public opinion. I think you've got every direction hitting. And when the guy from the Royal Institute in England said that masks, not wearing a mask should be shamed, like getting into a freaking 4,000 pound vehicle drunk. I mean... (laughs) I mean, and yeah. going 60 miles. I mean, that tr- drunk driving is absolutely. I mean, I went to confession. The guy asked me every sin under the sun. It really got kind of weird and gross. Don't you dare you confess it. not wearing a mask. That is the one <laughs> unforgivable sin in Catholicism. Yeah, I have to actually make an appointment to go to confession. I wonder how they're going to handle it. But this guy asked me if I ever texted while driving, that it would be a mortal sin. Wow. That's, I, a, I really want to go to confessional just to try it out and see what it's like. He was a little over the top, that guy. I, I, I bested him a time or two. I was like, I think you're wrong about that. He was <laughs> just like, whoa. So not that one, though. I actually think about that. But uh, anyway, I have a Catholic thing, too. But we can get that later because I got more COVID stuff. What you were saying about the stores and places making them mandatory without there having to be a mandate. There was not people wearing them around here a few weeks ago. There was a few people here and there. Then slowly but surely, as more talk of the mask became public and as trump started demonstrating it more and more people were wearing it and more and more businesses were mandating it to the point where there is no grocery store in this area that you can go to that does not require a mask so if you want to eat and you are unable to grow your own food in a farm or something you cannot resist you have to comply to simply get food it's like when they outdate your phone and you gotta upgrade the phone otherwise your phone won't work and people are starting to crack psychologically like people who really don't like this are really breaking down psychologically and i get it it's a you don't we don't know what to do and these are the prime conditions the prime conditions when the public is cracking psychologically they're uneasy they're unsure they're unaware it's a prime condition for brainwashing and mind controlling the public because we're so vulnerable to that right now 
Absolutely. I agree with that. I think what what happened for me is <clears throat> I didn't realize that the rest of the world wasn't acting exactly the same way. I didn't realize that California was just completely off the wall. So I went through that immediately. I told you, I know a guy who is going to go to jail for having a St. Patrick's Day party. That was in March. Wow. So that... I went through that like in April. That's when I said, there is no hope. You must grow your own food because they have you now by the short hairs. So I got that. And now it's, it is, it's the cognitive dissonance, the, the new world thinking it goes to, that's why I, the world is not going to be the same. It's going to be like World War I. It's going to be where 18 months later, it's a different world. And, and you will have a traumatized PTSD generation. I don't know who's going to have it the worst, the grammar school kids or the high school kids or the college kids, but those people have spent their whole lives in a world. The grammar school is going to be more about the parents than having to not work and homeschool little kids. But high school and college, kids anticipate what they're going to get. They look forward to it. They dream about it. They fantasize about it their entire lives. They have expectations. And to do it out of your mother's rec room or whatever, you know what I mean? To do it like that and all the years you spent working on sports or music or play acting, you can't, you can't do any of it. And I, and I think that that will have also an extreme psychological impact. Hey, what's up guys? With the world as crazy and unpredictable as it currently is, the time to start living a truly sustainable lifestyle, a lifestyle of rugged independence is right now. And Neighbors Feed and Seed has everything you need to help you do just that. Small engine repair, garden supplies, vegetable plants, bird feed, chicken feed, premium pet food. Neighbors has it all. And right now, they want to give Propaganda Report listeners an opportunity to try one of their new products, Southern Nights CBD Oil, at a 20% discount. So go to NeighborsFeedAndSeed.com or visit the store in person if you live in the Smyrna area and use the promo code PROPREPORT. That's one word, all caps, P-R-O-P-R-E-P-O-R-T, and you'll get 20% off of your CBD oil purchase. Look, I've said it before, and I'll say it again. Neighbors Feed and Seed is a fantastic business ran by friendly, knowledgeable, liberty-minded people who bend over backwards to help their customers in any way that they can. Check it out. I promise you, you're going to love it. A quick correction, the coupon code for CBD products is PROP, all caps, and the coupon code for the starter seed pack is PROP REPORT, all caps, no spaces, and there is a farmer's market on Saturdays from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. at Neighbors. And I have a quick shout out to a new patron saint and a reminder that this week is the VIP disappearing patron party. So check your tier. If you want to go to the party tomorrow night, Friday, 8 p.m. Eastern, uh, you can go to patreon.com forward slash propaganda report. We will put the YouTube link there and uh, you have to be a friend of the show or a patron saint. And our latest patron saint has a podcast. He wants us to shout out his podcast. It's called Mic Drop, which stands for Mildly Intelligent Conversation. I don't believe that because I've had <laughs> I've had exchanges with this guy and he is highly intelligent. It's a podcast created by two best friends, a liberal and a conservative, freeing your mind from the grips of the mainstream media. Well, if that's what's really it's really about, I wonder if maybe the conservative will also be oh a liberal and a conservative. Oh, I thought it was a libertarian. 
if they're really looking to free their minds from the mainstream media, I think they'll both end up being libertarians. But I love open-minded people from all political uh, directions, and we'll probably see Mike drop tomorrow at the DPP. Fantastic. Can I tell you about opening day of Major League Baseball? Yes. As some people know, if you're a baseball fan, today is opening day. There are two games today. I don't even know what the second one is. I don't care. The first one is the Yankees versus the Nationals, and the person throwing out the first pitch, as I talked about yesterday, is Lord Scientist, Dr. Fauci. So prominently featuring the return to sports. Front and center is little man Fauci. We have to call him Reverend Fauci. Reverend Fauci. Okay. Or his eminence. His eminence. His eminence. Yeah, his, his eminence. And... Here are a few of the things Major League Baseball is focusing on on opening day, very few of which are actually related to baseball. Silence is unacceptable. The Boston Red Sox unveil a huge Black Lives Matter mural next to Fenway Park ahead of the Major League Baseball opening day. The Red Sox have unveiled a massive BLM mural at Fenway Park, and this the team revealed this 250-foot-sized 250 foot sized black and white billboard, which features Black Lives Matter in front of the Red Sox brand or in the Red Sox font. It's like up at the top of the stadium. And it's the only thing that you see. You definitely see that before you see the the American flag or anything else there. This is the new symbol being imprinted on another. This is a hammer and sickle being put on Fenway Park. And uh, we talked about the NBA teams doing that as well. And They can also put it on mounds. Teams can put Black Lives Matter symbols on the mound. And the fact that they can do that means that if they don't do that, they're going to be harassed and they're going to be called out. I got to tell you, as this thing just keeps gaining steam and it keeps getting establishment promotion, I just can't help but remember that WSB show we did, which was not about reparations. And one young black woman from Atlanta called in and said, I just want to say something about reparations. It was not what we were talking about, but it was our first caller. And for three hours, African-American Atlantans called into the show saying that it was a setup. And that's when it was very clear to me of all different political angles. These were people trying to be mean to me. And all I was saying is, I don't I you guys have the floor. I don't I wasn't even prepared for this conversation. So when I think of this movement, it seems to me of the same kind of ilk that that things are being done in the name of all people. So we bomb Syria in the name of America. I don't want to bomb Syria. I don't, I, nobody, we're, we're insulated from any reasoning to why bombing Syria is something that we should do. It's done in our name with our tax money, but without our consent, without us even having all the information about what they're doing and why and how. And I feel like this kind of thing is, is beginning to shape up in the same way. It's being branded. It's being promoted. It's, it is being, it is. Uh, action policy in the name of people who don't even at least we have a vote do they have this like organization of all the African Americans in the country who get to vote on what's said in their names and uh, and I think that there are many hidden agendas that branding that uh, what those people are doing uh, who run that and who fund that is very specific, but it's obviously being exploited, I think, by the DOJ stuff, too, which I want to get into. Absolutely. And this opening night is going to have a lot of eyes, people who have been craving sports. And 
what it is, it's not a welcome back sports. It is a night of promotional material for Marxism. That's what's going on. For Marxism, for Fauci, for wear your mask, none of this is about baseball. This is just a vehicle to get into the minds of sports fans who are eager to have sports back and to program these messages into their minds. And on a similar note, the NBA released a list, and the way they phrase this is is interesting, a list of, quote, approved suggested social messages that players can wear on the back of their jerseys because the players, instead of their names, some of them are going to put social justice messages on the back of the jerseys, which I find interesting. I'll read instead of their names. Yes. Instead of their names. (laughs) Eventually after the first four games. So the first four games, they can do it. And it's only going to be the slogan after the first four games. I believe they can put their name below that message. So it looks like they they're being quoted. It's kind of weird, but here are the suggested or approved suggested slogans we're going to see on the back of our favorite NBA stars. Black Lives Matter. Say their names. Vote. I can't breathe. Justice, peace, equality. Freedom. Enough. Power to the people. Justice now. Say her name. Yes, we can. Liberation. See us, hear us, respect us, love us, listen, listen to us, stand up, ally, anti-racist, I am a man, speak up, how many more, reform. Wait, I am a man? Yeah, that's weird. I I wonder if these, you there are a certain number of tickets, and you, like if everybody just wanted to put on I am a man... Yeah, I would. But if if they oh, how uh, many? Like, yeah, like, like can everyone? Yeah. They'll spread these around for sure. But I can just see the uh, the announcers. We're all out of. I am a man. You know, I can't breathe. Dribbles it out the court and passes it off to enough, and then drib- pa- bounces it down to justice now and say her name. Defends. It's just it's just ridiculous. I mean, these are these are it these is are propaganda slogans. Yeah, they're these gonna players have to... are billboard. Yeah. They're walking billboards for propaganda. Well, I mean. That's their job. Their job is just a promotional whatever anyway. It's, yeah. It's getting but more it's, and more overt. Well, that's why I feel like the Washington Redskins, it's going to be a brand. You know, they might as well sell their brand as a brand. Wait, what you mean is their, their current name until they choose a new one. This is their official name right now. The Washington football team. I hope they, I mean, that's, that's what it is. That <laughs> yeah. If you're going to just sterilize everything to the point. Right. I'm telling you, I think my insight in the page from 15 the other day about why it's so important to erase history is truer, truer than I realized. Yeah. I, and just as a reference to that, I, I'm reading this book against the grain by James C. Scott. I'll have to tell more about it, but basically the, the entire history of the state from the minute well, not from the minute, but from the moment of the agrarian revolution or agricultural revolution, the state has existed purely to enslave in a really real way. And uh, so they have to erase the history or we would all know that that is an always and everywhere proposition. Yeah. yeah. So uh, that I want to just mention this DOJ thing, which is. There's an article about they are sending 200 agents to Chicago. It's sorry, you can hear my newspaper rattling because I was reading it in the journal. And 
this is why I'm saying this is this. It was never about George Floyd. It was never about racial justice. It's not even about police brutality. What it's about is other stuff. And one of them is that they, the feds want control of the police. The other, and I've been wondering when they were going to bring the Second Amendment into this. So the rising crime from the police pullback has resulted in they're just kind of calling it gun crime. So now Bill Barr, who had already set up Project Guardian, which was an echo of what Jeff Sessions had been uh, set to do anyway, so I don't defend him for that, but this is what they were all about, using any tools they could on the federal level to enforce gun laws. And that's what they're doing. That's why they're going into Chicago. It's for the guns. So this is that it will take, it was the first it will take a Republican issue was the Second Amendment. And I think that, A, that's what they're doing. And the other thing they might be doing, they're talking about lack of insignia, that kind of thing. Who knows who's going where? This may be a forward scouting operation for the martial law that was rumored to be coming with the election. So if they Possibly. put 200 agents without insignia, they could but be But they did have insignia in Portland. I don't know about Chicago. The well, report, yeah. Okay. Maybe, maybe they did. This... This, again, said uh, camouflaged agents who sometimes lack clear identification in making arrests. Well, it says clear. At the press conference, he said they had insignia, and it said it did say police on their arms, I believe. I believe it, but they keep talking about it, so they're going to do it. You know, They're not talking about it because it's not important. It's important, and they're setting a precedent, and then you can say, oh, I saw that already, instead of what the hell. Right. So, and I think that if they... I think that this may be uh, I think this may be getting the stage set, kind of seeing how the I think they're planning for martial law. It does. I mean, I'm not I'm not going on the record for that. I'm not saying uh, what to watch out for. I mean, it is kind of but I, I don't know what they're up to, but this would be the kind of thing you would expect. It gives you an excuse, because if you saw a bunch of guys in black SUVs with satellite things, looking around, checking out the streets, how the streets work. Not that they don't know that stuff from satellite. I just feel like being on the ground, if you're going to send people on the ground, you want to have a forward scouting party that's on the ground. And maybe they have drones. Maybe that's part of this operation. But we were told that we were to expect martial law around the election. And I don't think that's wrong. It does feel like a backdoor to that. They are citing laws that they're going in there based on, but it does feel like this is a backdoor into getting to that point. And yeah, yeah. and the patient and 15. And Republican, which, oh my gosh, this was the propaganda thing I have got to tell you. Okay. I've got to read this sentence. Yeah, go for there, it. it. Just so many propaganda flags went off here from Trump. <laughs> no mother should ever have to cradle her dead child in her arms. Okay, so you've got that atrocity in your mind. No mother should ever have to cradle a dead child in her arms. Okay, you got that image? Yes, yes, no mother should ever have to do that. What must we do, President Trump? Simply because politicians refuse to do what is necessary to secure their neighborhoods and secure their cities. So I see. Yeah, we must do what is necessary. 
not what is legal, not what is right. Like you just have this image of the Pieta of Mary cradling Jesus and his death. And there is this law and order guy telling you we must do what is necessary. Yeah, there is on Wikipedia a description of the tactic, and this is a propaganda tactic that has, I can't remember the exact name, but I believe it is do it for the children is the name of the tactic. And you can go to Wikipedia and it actually tells you all about the tactic and how it's used in atrocity propaganda. And it's a double-edged sword because things bad do happen to children, but that can always be exploited as well, the potentiality of that happening. So children absolutely yeah children are children are the, the best. most exploited thing in propaganda probably and that historically. was that's the biggest tell about this covid thing if there was any way they could have made the pathetic dying people the children although i personally think it's jerry's side so yeah yeah okay so in the patron 15 i'm gonna read a passage to you from the international congress back in the 30s that tells how these communists manipulate the masses. It's a pretty interesting passage, and I have a couple other things that I think you might be interested in. And let's talk about China. I got a little something on Derek Chauvin and the Catholic Church. All right. You guys can find your Drive Time News Blast every weekday afternoon at thepropreport.com or your favorite podcasting platform of the Propaganda Report podcast feed. If you want access to that extra content every time we post a DMB, you can go to patreon.com slash propaganda report and become a patron. And don't forget, July 24th, 8 p.m. Eastern, VIP disappearing patron party. Check your patron tier. I cannot wait. I think we're doing whiskey sours, but you don't have to drink. I will be doing Jim Beam. Right on. So get your drinks ready and we will see you in the Patron 15 or talk to you tomorrow.